till these set is finished We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, till it's over with We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, until these set is Good day everyone, good day, good day whether we're catching you in the morning, when you're waking up, having your coffee, your breakfast, getting your day started, getting your body moving around, or catching you halfway through the day when you're just going through stuff, dealing with stuff, God's either showed you something, teach you something, or you're just getting blessed. Or the end of the day when you're with your family, um, you're having dinner, winding down for a long day, thanking God you made it through, and so forth. Whatever the case may be, you're now tuned in to the Blue Book, presented to you by Seabrook Ministries, and hosted by your boy Blue. Things are moving along, getting towards the end of May. Move along quite quickly, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, much more traffic on the roads. It's holy cow hot out here in Las Vegas. Ugh. Um, businesses start moving again. Obviously, with social distancing and other measures being taken so that we can be safe and healthy. Um, but nevertheless, things are moving around again. Uh, I feel God is really trying to push a point with people. Um, the last few messages that we've been going over have been dealing with the Holy Spirit. A topic that I myself love to speak about. I love talking about God's power with the Holy Spirit. What it does. How free it is. What you feel like when you have it. How you have to learn how to not take it to the ninth cloud, but contain yourself with it. Only so much, not the whole pie. Um, but when you're with a bunch of believers, um, Christians, so to speak, and that thing is moving, you let it do what it's going to do. Because God's going to do what God's going to do regardless. The Holy Spirit is a wonderful thing. And that's exactly what we've been talking about. Uh, for the last couple of messages but today's message is something Jesus himself said that must be done to get into God's kingdom God's to be done regardless okay so before we get into all that we're going to get into our annual pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whom kingdom it stands. One Savior crucified risen and coming again with life and liberty through all those who believe. I was actually thinking of a song you know, earlier today. Old song, been around for years. It goes something like this. 
He came from heaven to earth to show the way From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay From the cross to the sky uh, yeah. Lord, I lift your name up high. Oh, from the grave, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name. I just butchered that, but you get the point. I'm sure any of you who watch this or hear this um, know that song. If you've been to church any amount of times or whatever, so I butchered it, but that's pretty much the case. Heaven to earth showed the way. Earth to the cross, my debt to pay. Cross to the grave, grave to the sky. Lord, lift your name on high. Very fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, so, we're going to be talking about water and spirit. Water and spirit. Okay? And we're going to actually be in the New Testament. The, the Gospel of John. Okay. And we're going to be in the third chapter of John. Fifth verse. Okay. Third chapter. Fifth verse. Okay. So. Before we get into all that. We definitely pray over the word. Pray over your food. Like when you eat dinner. Whatever. You ask God to bless it. Today's food is full of all types of stuff. Can never be too sure what you're actually consuming. So to ask God to protect it and nourish it is just a comfort zone type thing. So that you know that at least you prayed over it and something happens to you. God knows he has control of it. Okay? Same thing with the word. You want God to help you with the word. Comprehend the word. So we ask God to get into the word with us and to help us understand it with the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, Father, we thank you. We ask you to help us, Father. Thank you for letting us open the word and read it. We ask you to help us comprehend it and articulate it so that we know. Let the Holy Spirit flow through the book so we can understand the message you want to bring to us today. Lead us, guide us, and direct us in your way, in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright. So what does John 3, 5 mean? Okay. Jesus introduces his comment by twice repeating the same words. And, Amen. This repetition is frequently translated as, Verily, verily. Or, I assure you. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Or, I tell you the truth. Because some people don't know what the truth is, so if you open up your message with, I tell you the truth, maybe it might sink in a little bit. Amen is actually an Arabic, uh, Aramic word that was kept intact in the Greek, Latin, and many other languages. It literally means faithful or believe. Okay. Which is basically the truth, I assure you. Yeah. And is most simply translated as truly. This is why the term is often used at the end of a prayer and other statements. Faithful, believe, amen. Putting it at the end of a phrase suggests or hopes that what was said is true and sure. Putting the word amen at the beginning of a statement is a way of claiming that 
this that this is the speaker's own personal declaration. Amen. Jesus is claiming that his statement is absolutely true and that he has absolute direct and personal knowledge of his truth. Well, Jesus is half God, so I mean, honestly, he's got us, you know. Amen. I assure you, this is what is true. Anything else you may have heard is a bunch of malarkey. This is true. Jesus makes this comment specifically to Nicodemus in response to his question about being born again, which is what every Christian on earth is sent to do, is to help people be born again. There are several possible ways to interpret his comment that only those born of water and or spirit born of water or of sp and of spirit can be both you gotta be water and spirit can enter the kingdom of god being born of the spirit is clearly a reference to accepting jesus or the christ but the aspect of water is less sure people interpret the born of water many different ways the most reasonably interpretation is the water refers to baptism but in the context of re repentance this is why john the baptist ministry of baptism was a persecutor to christ in other words faith in christ is an absolute re requirement for salvation the physical ritual of baptism is not john 3:17 john 3:16 john 3:36 ephesians 2:8-9 and titus 3:25 Okay, so there's no real clear-cut answer to this born of water. Okay, so let's go to the scripture. Let's see what it says. Open your Bibles up. However you get it, whether it's through the computer, through your tablet, iPad, or you have the book. I have the book right here. Okay. And we're going to go to John 3, 5. Okay, let's see. I'm in the Amplified. Let's see what it says. You made a different version. Fantastic. Let's see how, how what, what it says. Jesus answered, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, unless a man is born of water and even the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven or God. Okay, with this being so important, important, okay, there's got to be a reason why he says this. Okay. Why did Jesus say born of water and born of spirit? Okay. And I'm going to tell you what God has told me about this. Alright. <clears throat> God. You can't play God. Okay, no matter what you do, you cannot play God. God on his most foolish day is smarter than us. God on his most weakest day is more tougher than us. We are the little tiny rice kernels in his big world. There's no way we're going to outthink, outlive, out anything God. Okay? So we can't play him. Some of us believe in science that we can reincarnate people. Or we can replicate people or duplicate people. You can, you know, um, scientifically bring people 
to life. I.e. something like the Frankenstein story. Piecing together, boom, there is a person. What people fail to realize is that when people are created, they're created with three things. Three things. They're created with a body, which is what you have, your, your, your mechanism, okay? You're born with a, a soul. A soul is what you have. That's what, that's the light bulb in you, soul. And the most intriguing part of you is the spirit, okay? The spirit is your communication, your comprehension, your understanding, and you're willing to, un willing to accept, okay the big difference between human and animal is the spirit every living creature has a soul anything that breathes has a soul you gotta have a soul you can't live without a soul okay that's why when people say i sold my soul to the devil and you're gonna be in some major trouble because your soul is the only thing you really have your body perishes your spirit goes up your soul is what you possess that's what you have okay when you try to Frankenstein people, that is what's missing. God gives you the spirit. Okay? And as when you're born, okay, it's your parents' job to teach you from ground zero to what we call 18, which is legal, legal adult, how to function in this world whatever they've learned to implement that into your knowledge so that if you do create the same mistakes or do do the same mistakes you already know the consequences your parents should be the ones that have been down these roads already and be able to tell you and talk to you and counsel you and, and show you and, and, and get you to a point to where you can be an independent human being okay there's many forms and fashions of this whatever the case may be but that's the typical route is taken when you're born you're born with a belly button you're born in a sack in the womb it's what you live in in for for nine months eight nine months whatever the case is depending on your right when you're ripe the fuck out okay you're not breathing air when you're in the womb okay you have a tube on your belly that feeds you food and nutrients for your mother but you're in a sack. That sack is full of water. That's why when a woman says, my water's broke, that means the sack is broken and the water's coming out and you're draining, which means that you're ready to come out to the world. Okay, shouldn't be nothing, this is, none of this should be anything new to anybody. But you're in water. Okay, you're in a sack of water inside your mom's belly. All right, that's natural birth. Regardless if you come out the natural way through the canal or they, they, they cut open your mother's belly and cesarean size you. However you come out, you're still coming out of a sack of water. Okay? And when you're born, okay, when you're born, you have X amount of years to live. Okay? And his first 18 are supposed to be your educational years 18 to 20 18 to 30 I believe are your wit are your knowledge years and 30 to 40 is your wisdom years and once you get to 40 after 40 I think 40 or 50 you're considered over the hill which you should have knowledge wisdom and 
education, knowledge, and wisdom, all and all three should be popping in there. Time you get to that age, you're supposed to, you should be on top of the game, theoretically. Okay. If God isn't involved in this whole process of life, born, raised, live, heaven. If God isn't involved with this process, how do you get to heaven? If you're not born from a woman's womb, which is water, how are you born? Even when they introvitalize you, they still shoot that into the woman. And she still has to, her egg still has to be fertilized. And it still has to come out of the womb. There is no way to be born a human being outside of the womb. It's just not possible. And if it is possible, that's why God is making it a point. If you're not born of water and you're not born of the spirit, you can't come to the kingdom of heaven because you're not a human being. It's just really that simple. Cut it how you want to, interpret it maybe, however it is. People say, well, that's baptism and, and asking God. Well, baptism isn't required to go to heaven. It never has been. People, I don't know where people get this idea that baptism is required to get to heaven. Some religions say that. That's a bunch of malarkey. There is no such thing in the Bible, anywhere in these 66 books, that say that you have to be born again, have to be baptized to be born again. There's nothing in this book that says that. I've even dealt with some other religions sometimes trying to argue me. Oh, it says it right here. It does not say it. Because in cases when people who are on their last breath, who had never been baptized, never had the opportunity to dunk in the water and to come out in new creation in the, in the, in the ritual form, you're telling me that if I'm laying on the bed and I'm dying, I've never been baptized, I, you know, and you want me to accept Jesus into my heart, uh, and I'm about to take the ride, and I haven't been baptized, I don't get saved? That's everything against Christianity and theology. Basic theology and Christianity says as long as you accept Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior, heaven is your ticket. You're going. However, the road may be bumpy, but you're going to go, and you're going to be there, and you're going to talk to God, and Jesus, that's going to be it. Okay? Even on your deathbed. So if that's the case, and we believe as Christians that we are going to go to heaven without the baptism, which is nothing in the, nothing in the Bible says you have to be, then what does the water mean? Clearly, in the meaning... On the net, it doesn't give a definition. It just says it. The most important thing is the spirit, Jesus says. Because the rarity of people being born out of the womb is so catastrophic that it isn't mentioned. It doesn't need to be mentioned. We all know we're born of water. We all we all should know that we're born in the mom your mother's womb. And it's a water. And you're born in it and you're breathing the water. Your lungs are breathing the water until you come out. That's exactly the reason why they wait for the cry. 
because your body has to instantly transform from breathing water to breathing air like that. That's why you cry like a crazy one because you're trying to catch your breath. You're trying to breathe. Sometimes the fluids and other garbage is in your throat and they have to go in and pull up, you know, suck out all that whatever might be in your mouth to be able to get you breathing. As long as you're crying, you're alive. That's why that's the case because you're coming from water to, to, to the world. Okay? So, we now fall into the spirit aspect of it. Okay? And I've told you guys in previous messages that being born again isn't just a prayer. Some like to believe it's just a prayer, but it isn't just a prayer. Being born again is taking 100% accountability for what you've done. Okay? Before I accepted Jesus into my heart, everything that I've done, I apologize for. I am sorry. Whether I knew or didn't know, I'm sorry. And from that moment on, now I'm accountable for my sins. And I have someone I answer to, and that's Jesus, and that's God, and that's the Holy Spirit. That's who I answer to now. You understand what I'm saying? That's the difference between saying a prayer and understanding the prayer you're saying. Because people get caught up and just say the prayer, and that's it. And they, don't, they, don't, they don't talk about the significance of prayer, nor do they talk about the discipleship or discipline that will take to get you to the next step. Because you can just say a prayer but not know where to go and how to grow as a Christian or as a believer. And that's the biggest downfall, I believe, in theology is that, and Christian, in the Christian walk, so to speak, is that people leave people hanging. But you have to reach them on the level. You can't, you can't get a group of people together born again and think they're all going to accept the same, same type of message. You got to get them with people who have been there, done that in their lives so they can receive the message from that person or that preacher or that minister because I tell you there's a lot of people that don't receive a street ministry so a lot of people who don't receive a classroom ministry some people who don't receive a more diligent ministry so to speak I myself enjoy street ministry because Jesus himself was a street minister he wasn't a religious speaker, and he wasn't someone who dealt with people who had money. He dealt with the streets, the ones that were hurting, the ones that didn't have hope. That's the ones he dealt with, right? So churches and people say, well, you know, well, who do you reflect? Jesus reflected the streets. He sat with the sinners or the ones who had the most on them, the most dirt on them. Everyone else had all these religious principles and everything and had all these rules and everything. Jesus was like, I ain't messing with those rules. I'm messing with the streets. These people have no rules. These people are just looking for a savior. They're not looking for someone to give them a book of instructions on how to get through life. Because they, they seem to believe they, they already have it. And it's hard to tell someone who already has some type of freaking way of life how to do it. Because they're all stuck in their little, their little A, B, C, D, 1, 2, 3s. These people here have nothing. These people have nothing. They have no hope. Let's give them hope. Let's see how let's see how loyal they are to someone who says, I love you and I care for you. All you need to do is accept me and I got you. You don't gotta go down this road. It's a beautiful thing of the spirit. Beautiful thing of the spirit. So Jesus answered. Let's see. 
Let's go one above. Okay, four. Nicodemus. Okay, so John 3, 4. Nicodemus asked him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb again and be born? Well, that's kind of uh, weird. Weird asking that question. But I understand why, because he's born again. Jesus answered, I assure you, most certainly I tell you, unless a man is born of the water, in the womb, in the womb, anything born outside this womb, or made outside this womb, isn't God. God sends to the womb. The womb created. Created out. Circle of life. If it isn't created in the womb, it isn't of God. It's evil. Well, you know what I mean. Not godly and even the spirit which has been born again of the spirit of jesus holy spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven that's in ezekiel 36 25 through 27. make sense should all right so let's see what uh, what do other translations say niv very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven unless they are born of water and spirit. English Center Version. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, this is the facts. Unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, or God. KJV. Verily, verily, I say to thee, except a man be born of water and a spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. NASB. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. NLT, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. CSB, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. It's pretty consistent through all those translations. Let's see if there's anything different in other translations. Okay, American Standards, same thing. The, the Bible in basic English says, Jesus answered in, said in answer, Truly I say to you, if a man is born not of water and a spirit, he is not possible for him to go to the kingdom of God. Common English is the same thing. Complete Jewish Bibles is the same thing. Holman Christian Standard Bibles is the same thing. The Darby Translation says the same thing. English Standard Version, ESV, same thing. Good News Translation says it backwards. I'm telling you the truth, Jesus replied, that no one entered the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. God's word translation, same thing. I can guarantee this truth, he says. Jesus answered Nicodemus, I can guarantee this truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. And the Hebrew names version, Yahshua answered, Most assuredly, I tell you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. A lot of people are going to think that this is 
juiceless knowledge because who doesn't get born of the womb? You'd be surprised. Okay. The message Bible is pretty wordy. Let's see what it says. Jesus said, You are not listening. You are not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life, it is not possible to enter God's kingdom. Okay, so that's pretty interesting. Okay, unless a person submits to the, this original creation, which is born life. The wind hovering over the water. Hmm. Creation hovering over water creation. The invisible moving the visible. The baptism into a new life. It's not possible to enter against kingdom. Okay. So what it's trying to say is that unless it's natural and you're born, baptism in this reference. It's talking about coming out of the water and into the into the earth, which is the bachelor birth. And the visible, invisible becoming the visible, which is you not being seen, but now being seen because you're out of the womb. Um, in the original creation, which is that. You have to, that, that, that's what it's trying to say. In so many words. New Trent Century versions is the same thing. NIV says the same thing. NKJV, New Living Translation, New New R, New New Revised Translation, a standard version, same thing. Mm. Orthodox Jewish Bibles gets all kinds of crazy words, and I can't even pronounce half of those. Okay, here we go. The R H E version, it's Catholic Bible. Jesus answered, Amen, Amen, I say to thee, unless a man is born again of water and the Holy Ghost, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Holy Ghost, like I told you before in previous messages, is very, very important. Revised versions is the same thing. Greek New Testament is in some crazy writing. I can't read that. Third millennium Bible. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, unless a man is born of water, his spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Same thing. Tis, the Tyndale is kind of weird writing. Same thing with the word, World English Bible. A lot of times when Jesus is talking in his scripture, he is trying to get the point across that this is the absolute truth. And whether or not people actually listen to him or not is another another story all with itself. The young literal Young's literal translation says Jesus answered, Verily, verily I say to thee, if one may not be born of water and spirit, he is not able to be to enter the reign of God. It's a natural process, people. It's a natural process. You have to be in that process. Okay, so in closing, John chapter 3 is one of the most important in the entire gospel. Okay, most 
crucial ideas are explained in this passage, including the role of Jesus as Savior. After the loud public communion at the temple, Jesus transitions to a quiet nighttime discussion. These verses make it clear that Jesus, or the Christ, and Christ alone is the means of salvation for the entire world. The text also states that those who reject Jesus are rejecting God. If that's not clear by now, I don't know what is. People, Islam. It is absolutely imperative that you are born naturally from the womb and born again by the Spirit accountability and accountability owning up to what you've done and moving on with your life because God has forgiven you that is the absolute truth of life you can get as far from God as you want or as close to God as you want. It doesn't really matter to God as long as you're in the kingdom and you know who your God is and you look to Him in good and bad times. Really, that's all that truly matters. Everything else that happens is really irrelevant. Because if you're not with God, you're against God. Now, you can be with God and make your mistakes. We all do. But in the end of the day, what matters is that you know who your Savior is and you ask for forgiveness for the things you've done, whether you know or not, and move on with your life. That's what matters. Okay? So, since this is all about being born again, let's do this. Everyone who hears me, if you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, don't be scared. This doesn't cost you anything but a truthful, honest owning of your past life as of right now and your future life with God. Okay, that's what this is. God's what it says. This is what this is. I'm going to say a prayer. And you're going to repeat that prayer if you truly want to change in your life and you want to go to heaven. Mean what I say, mean the prayer that I say. And if you need direction, just email us. We'll, we'll get you some, we'll get you started. Okay? And then, and then you know, finding a church and all that good stuff, that's going to be in God's hands. But we want to get it started, and we're definitely a source for you to be on it. Okay? So here we go. If you are either haven't received Jesus before, or you're rededicating your life. You just want to say it because you you want to want God to hear you say it. Like, hey, I've already been born again, but I've been doing some stuff that's not cool, and I just want to reassure myself. There's nothing, nothing wrong with doing that. Okay? Here we go. Ready? Just repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. And I come to you apologizing for my sins. I believe Jesus is your son and you sent him to die for my sins so I have a chance to go to heaven.
I believe Jesus died on that cross for me. And now I have a chance to be with you. I ask you to forgive me and for Jesus to come into my life as my personal Lord and Savior to lead me, guide me, and direct me in the ways and the world, word of your word. I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for the opportunity. And I will live my life the best that I can live it according to your word. In Jesus' name, I pray this. Amen. Okay. So if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you're good to go. You meant it. Your past is forgiven. Jesus knows that that's your past. You've taken accountability. Now, what happens now, it's between you and God now. You have to own up to it, ask forgiveness for it, and try to be a better person every day. Wake up and go to bed. And in between, to be the best person you can be. Do it. For the glory of God. Not for the glory of you. For the glory of God. And God's going to bless you. In the heaven currency of grace. If you need starting material. Somewhere to begin. Hit us up by email. 8LU8OK. At gmail.com. The link will be on the website as well. So you can hit it on the emails. And all that stuff. It will be there. So you will be able to just click the link. And do so. We care about your salvation because that's what matters the most and we 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 definitely congratulate you if you said the prayer for the first time now once the prayer is said and you've done it and you've held yourself accountable and you're going to be in your and you're going to make a, 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 a try at being the best you can be now it's time to get you off your ground and get you moving and get you as close or as far in, in theology as you want to be. Okay? Remember. One, imp one important thing. Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. And also check out our, our Australia station, Unity Radio. U-M-O-L-V dot com. U-M-O-L-V dot com. Very good source of music. Very good source of word. All inspiring all the time. You'll really enjoy it. Spread the word. Until next time. And until next time, and until next time, Jesus, strong. We'll never quit, we'll never drop, till it's over with. We'll never stop, we'll never quit, we'll never drop, until he says it's finished. Thought that was it, right?